yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Good Friday morning and welcome in the Morning Drive on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com. Yours worldwide through the Double T 97.3 mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. And also on television, as usual, Fox 34 News Now. However, wherever you may be joining us from, we are glad that you've chosen to make us part of your Friday morning. Uh, You can join us with your thoughts, your comments, your questions. All of that welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line through that Double T 97.3 mobile app. He's Jamie Lent. I'm Choice Woodman. In for Chuck once again today, Jeff McGuire. Across the way, taking care of us. Got uh, plenty to dive into as we've hit the unofficial precursor to football season. We're, we're past that point. We went through Big 12 media days. So that's kind of the first uh, first notch towards football season. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Uh, it's just until I see, you know, actually, you know, guys hitting each other and okay. footballs in the air and catches and tackles and all that kind of stuff. You're not. I don't. I'm. I'm really not like ah, football. Yeah, I, my uh, my juice. I mean, aren't how much for football did we talk over on Wednesday and Thursday when Big Twelve football media days were going on? much football did we talk? Not much. No, we talked realignment. No. Yeah. We Realignment's still coaches. the story. We talked, I mean, we didn't talk about, you know, what we think of Tech's roster compared to anybody else's roster. We didn't really talk football. Yeah. You're, you're right. I mean, there's really not, I don't know. It feels like, not that we've exhausted all of our football talk for the summer, but it feels like we're just in that dead period of, uh, all right, hurry up and get here. Mm-hmm. We're ready for yeah, definitely the season to to start, and um, yeah, there's there's really not a lot of football to talk at media days because, uh, as you predicted, uh, there were ten coaches that uh, all all really liked what they have on their roster, getting ready for the season. <laughs> That's good, and all of them are looking forward to the season. So good. you know, they they all. Even the Kansas coach said that. Well, I don't know if he said it in those many that many words, but I uh, I'm a little nervous about Kansas this year. Not nervous as in that you're going to lose to them, but nervous enough that they could um, they could win multiple Big Twelve games this year. Okay, that might be nuts. I, Everybody's very very high on their coach. Yeah, old uh, mm-hmm. Leipold seems yeah. to. Seems to be getting some interest. I think it's just because of how they finished the season. Obviously, the win over the Longhorns was a a big deal, and we love them for that. But also, there was uh, pretty good games down the stretch. They they played close with with a lot of different teams. So I don't know. We've seen plenty of times here in Lubbock that how you finish a previous season or how things are looking in one season doesn't necessarily mean that there's momentum rolling into the next season. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens with Kansas, as we will with plenty of the teams in the Big 12. But um, a lot of new faces, a lot of new coaches. Uh, should be should be a fun year. You know, do you view this upcoming season as a, as a wide-open season? year in the Big 12 or does it feel like it's it's tiered pretty good in the league? Um, I think I I go into the year having questions, not that I think that, you know, for example, schools like Oklahoma or Oklahoma State or or Baylor who I I think are in the top tier. Not that I think they're going to be terrible, but I think I have more questions about the teams near the top than maybe in other years. And so I don't want to say wide open, but I, I definitely have, I don't feel like in years past, we always came in into conference and said, or came into the season and said, Oklahoma is the class. 
And I just don't know with as many guys as they've lost yep. with um, both current players and, and recruits and as, you know, they're dealing with a new coaching staff. Their coach is a first-time head coach. I, I just can't look at Oklahoma and go, yeah, pencil them in for 10-2 and two again yeah. or 11-1. and one. I, I just don't think I can do that. And so I, I do have a little few more questions at the top with Oklahoma State. They lost so many key defensive players. Um, I They've relied so heavily on the running game, and I think it's going to be more on Spencer Sanders this year, and I'm not a Spencer Sanders believer. Uh, so I have questions about them. Sure. Baylor, another team that lost so many seniors. They were built for last season, and they played really well, and it came to fruition for them. So, I mean, I, I so moving past that, you know, I expect Texas to be better, and I hope I'm wrong. Uh, you are too. But I do feel like there's a lot of talent there that sooner or later they got to get some things figured out. Um, I think Kansas State will be decent, but I just – I don't feel like there's dominant teams, so I, that was a long answer to your short question. But um, we like those. I I guess I do feel like it's I don't know I'm not gonna say wide open, but I think it's more open than it's been in years past. And those first three that I mentioned are probably the three they're gonna finish one, two, three in some order. But I don't think they're just so much better than everybody else. Let's see. I think OU won the title what, five years in a row. I think prior to last year. Sure. Um, Last year, you see a different champion, and not just a different champion, but two different teams playing in the mm-hmm. in the Big 12 title game. So that kind of opened things up. And then now with the new head coach at Oklahoma, it feels like it's more open at the top, at least. It feels like there's four, maybe even five teams that could win a Big 12 title this year. Um, and then after that, it does feel like that, that what do you call it, gooey middle? Gooey the middle. gooey middle mm-hmm. is wide open. That that those teams that are maybe finishing three through eight or four through eight could finish maybe even four through nine because I don't know that the that that ninth spot is is the same. You could see scenarios where any of those teams could finish um, up all the way to four if things go really well for some of them, or as low as ninth if things don't go well for others that have those question marks. So mm-hmm. I, I think that, uh, yeah, it is kind of tiered off a little bit, but the, the league does feel pretty open uh, for a lot of possibilities this year. And a, a lot of that is is some new head coaches in the league and and uh, some question marks at, at quarterback. Because who, I mean, Spencer Sanders was thrown in as the, the Big 12 uh, quarterback, preseason quarterback, because... Well, there's no one else. It was by default. Like, who else is there? It's like, well, I guess we can't give it to this Dylan Gabriel guy because he's new to the league, and we can't just throw him in there. I think some people think he'll be the class of the quarterback. There's a lot of people that do. Quarterback. There's there's a lot of people that do, and then Jeff Levy as offensive coordinator probably helps that. Sure. But sure. But I mean, there's a lot of promise and hope at a. At plenty of different schools this year at the quarterback position, Texas Tech included in that, mm-hmm. West Virginia with JT Daniels, but not a ton of proven experience. A lot of potential without the experience. So that's what uh, kind of helps the Big 12 feel so wide, wide open right now. We'll talk some Big 12, what we learned from media days, a few different things, and uh, look around the world of sports throughout the next three hours. It is the morning drive on Double T 97.3. With Jamie Lynn, I'm Choice Woodman. You're listening to the morning drive on Double T 97.3. It is now time for Jeff McGuire. Tell us about this day in sports history. Going to start in 1876 because there's a first time for everything. And this was the first official no-hitter in Major League Baseball. George Bradley of the St. Louis Brown stockings no hits the Hartford Blue Dark Blues two to nothing. The, the Brown stockings versus the Dark Blues. <laughs> I like it. 1909, Detroit's future baseball Hall of Fame center fielder Ty Cobb smashes two inside the park homers to lead the Tigers to a sweep over the Washington Senators nine to five and mm. seven to nothing in a doubleheader. 
1912. American athlete Jim Thorpe is placed in the top four in all 10 events for the Olympic record 8,413 points to win the decathlon gold medal at the Stockholm Olympics. The medal was later stripped in 1913 because he played professional baseball for the tune of $2 a day for about $35 total. The medal was reinstated in 1982, and if you uh, look at the Four Letter Network website, you will see there's an update on that medal today. But that's not in history, so I can't talk about it yet. So uh, why do they always mention it was stripped because of baseball? Because he played pro football, too. He had already lost his uh, amateur status because of baseball. Well, is it is it because baseball was an Olympic sport and football was not? Is that what it would be? Maybe. At that time, it was. 1960, Baltimore's future Baseball Hall of Fame third baseman, Brooks Robinson, goes 5-for-5, five five, including the cycle in an Orioles 5-2 to two win over the White Sox. That's a good day. I bet. 1973, California Angels' Nolan Ryan, second no-hitter, beats the Tigers 6 to nothing. On the same day, Giants' Willie McCovey becomes the 15th to hit 400 home runs. This one at Candlestick Park against the Pirates' Bob Moose. Moose. 1980, Johnny Bench hits his 314th home run as a catcher, which breaks Yogi Berra's record. 1996, after 2,216 consecutive games mm. at shortstop, Cal Ripken moves to third. And in 2018, Wimbledon men's tennis. Novak Djokovic wins his fourth Wimbledon title, beating South African Kevin Anderson 6-2, 6-2, 7-6. It is National Tapioca Pudding Day. Mm, I am so out. It's, it's also it's National got Rice in it, right? Gummy Worm Day. Okay, not a lot, but a little bit. If I might do the gummy worms, prefer the sour ones. Happy birthday <laughs> to Gabriel Iglesias, also known as Fluffy. He's forty-six. Also known as what? Fluffy. Fl He's the uh, comedian who is a rather large oh, individual. the big, yeah, yeah. He's not fat, he's fluffy. Fluffy, gotcha. Damien Lillard is 32. Brian Austin Green, 49. Forrest Whitaker is 61. And Adam Savage from Mythbusters is 55. Okay. And yesterday, um, we, as we were in the middle of the show, we realized that Twitter was down. And, like, we were worried about some people. Well... We really would have been worried about them before today in 2006 because the San Francisco-based podcasting company, Odeo, there's no way I got that right, officially releases TWTTR, later changed to Twitter. It's short messaging service for groups to the public. What year was that? 2006. Jamie, if there was a, uh... a bad day. <laughs> bad that right was there. the bad day right there. So San Diego Broadcasting Company? Pod. Podcasting Company. Mm -hmm. But it started with a podcasting company. That's interesting. wonder what they sold for. <laughs> and they're sitting there like, dead gum. <laughs> and that Wasn't is the Sports history. Mm -hmm. Jamie, if you could go back in time and, and change any one thing, would it be that? <laughs> Twitter? Yeah. Go sabotage the equipment that was creating Twitter <laughs> at the moment. Uh, you know, I don't know that that would have accomplished anything because, I mean, someone have, would have come have up with plenty something. of other, yeah. you know, social media it's true. avenues that accomplish the same kind of thing. It's just we have different age groups or, you know, different groups choose to use different social media platforms. Right. Mm hmm. All right, uh, you may join us with those thoughts and comments. A few of those in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line as we speak. Uh, Risa says, hey, you guys can do a radio station calendar, and all of you do the horns down. 
Now, is she talking about like one of those like fireman type of calendars where she wants to see Jamie shirtless with his horns down? Is this what we're going for? Sitting on the side of a pool, just dropping the horns down, or this more no, tasteful calendar? I think that. we we would have to have everybody in their element. Okay. We can't do that because then we're going to have to rate no, the nothing, calendar NC-17 for Chuck. Nothing from the colony. Okay. Okay. I think Chuck's true, so Chuck is just, true element is in a suit and tie shaking, shaking hands. Hand. So one hand shaking hands, yeah. the other one throwing the horns down. Okay. Yes. yes. I think you could do this. Yeah, this would be kind of... Yeah. Choice uh, lounging around his pool at the mansion. Not true. Or in the Lazy River. Not true. Got to be in the Lazy River with the horns down. No. I would be somewhere in the woods with camo on so you you actually wouldn't be able to see me jamie it would just be a random hand of, of horns down floating so that'd be uh in my camo yeah it's, Cover. it's yeah. probably right that's yeah. it just mm-hmm. that, that would be my element it would be me sitting watching your daughters on, <laughs> me sitting on a ledge somewhere in the woods yeah yeah that'd be with it no one else around me yeah with a could you uh Grew out the beard if you had to. I don't know if I can or not. No, I'm not saying like can you would. Yeah. Could could you handle it? Because I've never seen you with more than about what you've got right now. Yeah, I don't. I have no desire. It's, it looks extremely itchy to me. But if you became like Mountain Man esque, like I guess I would wouldn't have much choice then, would I? Yeah. But I don't know that it'll all grow in because they're certain. I, you know, I mean, you're 42 years old. Guess again. No, you're 42 a while ago. 46 <laughs> like six years, years old. ago. 48? Yeah. You up there now? Wow. Okay. Didn't know that. I, that's getting in the territory where it's trouble for me to count. It's a little <laughs> high up there. Sorry. Okay. Um. PJ, going back to the Apple TV thing, at $150 for a subscription, that's 20 million subscri- subscriptions to get to that number. Gosh. Can you get 20 million subscriptions for NFL Sunday ticket? They must get close to that for that number to be worth it for Apple TV. Um, 20 million. I, I think, well, how many people do we have in America? 400 million? So, saying 20 million out of that 400 million, 20 million households are subscribed to NFL Sunday ticket. Well, and don't forget bars. $150 don't, a season. Don't forget bars and, and sports bars and restaurants. That still seems and, like a huge number. I'd like to know. And those is. subscriptions are more because you're putting on more TVs. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, any thoughts? This is to you, Jamie. Any thoughts on Jamie Hit transferring to OU? Maybe he's in. is of the opinion that Skip can develop him more than the tech coaches? I, boy, that's I. I don't know if that'll be the case or not. And it, I don't. If Jamie Hit has more success there than he had here with the Red Raiders, I don't know that it's necessarily about the coaches too. I mean, guys get better as they move along in their college careers. I mean, how, how many times have we've seen young pitchers who, you know, not kind of find it and then find it later on in their careers, right? When maybe their junior year that really starts to click. I mean, there's some guys that have been great for the Red Raiders. Over the last few years, I could I could mention a bunch of them. Yep, you know Ryan Sublets and Parker Mashinsky's now in the big leagues and guys like that. That after the first two years, you were like, I, I this guy, boy, I don't have a whole lot of trust in him. And all of a sudden, they become studs. So I mean, Jamie Hit may it may be the same case. Who knows? Um, I guess I was a little bit surprised to to see him go to OU, but at the same time. You know, there's really not much when it comes to transfers that surprises me anymore. So Shouldn't, I yeah. always liked Jamie. I thought he's a good dude. And so I I hope he does well, except when he's playing the Red Raiders. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. It's the morning drive. Get back to uh, some Big 12 media days here from the head coach next on Double T 97.3. Join the conversation now on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com or the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Coming up 30 minutes from right now, we'll hear from uh, Brent Venables and his choice words at Big 12 Media Day. Also, get back to the quarterback conversation. Some of your thoughts on the chat line. 
15 minutes away. It's the boom, boom, boom. Right now, Jamie has a question. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, Choice, Jeff, and our fine listening audience, let's talk quarterbacks because we just were talking quarterbacks. Sure. Always a fun conversation. We've had this one before a few months ago, but we're going to go back to it today because just after hearing different comments Mm -hmm. and and going through the spring, I'm going to ask you the question, who do you think is going to start at quarterback for the Red Raiders against Murray State? And I also want to ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Do you think we will see just one starter this year not don't don't take injury into play don't take injury okay into account okay so do you think we'll see just one starter so two parts there i think okay first i think the quarterback you know i'm gonna go against the grain i keep i keep being told this is who it's gonna be this is who it's supposed to be i i really do think that you're gonna see donovan smith and i'm convincing myself as i say this you're gonna see donovan smith because of this new style offense. I think um, part of it is it's a, a clean slate. Um, you've got it, Zach Kitley's offense that should be more simplified, more like Cliff Kingsbury's offense, where basically they tell you, this is what you got to go do, go do it. There's not as many checks and, and that sort of thing um, that, that your previous offenses may have had that can confuse guys. Um, so experience and age might not be as much of an advantage with this offense but the other part is yeah this staff wasn't here last year joey mcguire was towards the end of the season but last year has to count for something right i mean donovan smith and what he did in the iowa state game you saw some really high highs but some low lows he also scored zero points against oklahoma state sure but put up 45 in the iowa state game and also put up uh, a really good performance against Mississippi State in the bowl game, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be a pretty stout defense. Yeah. So I, I think the ceiling, if you're going for ceiling here, I think Donovan Smith is kind of the perfect mixture. Baron Morton could have the highest ceiling of all the guys, but Smith has some experience and I think may have the highest ceiling of he and Shuck. Not a shot at Shuck by any means, but just um, from what we've seen. So I'm going to say Donovan Smith and the second part to it. uh, If I'm sticking with Donovan Smith, no, I don't think we have multiple starting quarterbacks outside of injury. Injury would tell us yes, based off of recent history. But I think if you're going with one of the younger two guys, you're sticking with one of the younger two guys and not bouncing around. Okay, Jeff? I think Tyler Shuck's going to be your opening game starter. And I do not feel like you are going to see just one quarterback start the entire season taking injury out of the equation. I also don't – this feels very much like a going back and forth starter year. I don't know that you're going to see after the first three weeks the same starter necessarily two weeks in a row. I could see it going back and forth. Two weeks in a row? You know, like they would do like, I mean, They would play two weeks in a row and then you've got to change. Like I don't see anybody making three. Three, okay still a lot of change okay uh i'm going tyler shuck starting the opening game of the season i think it's his job to lose i think all three of them uh you can win with all three of them but i think tyler with his age experience whatever it's his job to lose so he's going to be given quote unquote the benefit of the doubt that's my guess I would also tell you that I don't think he will start every game this season. I think by the time the season ends, Donovan Smith is the starting quarterback. If Tyler Shuck is the starter at the beginning of the season, I I answer your same the second question the same as you. I think, but I do think if you are going with a Donovan Smith or a Baron Morton, one of the younger two guys, I think it's a hey we're in with this guy. Mm-hmm. Unless something goes disastrously bad, horribly bad, yeah. then I think it's... Well, if it's we're, Jeff's we're gonna... scenario, things are horribly bad. Yes. If you're going every third game a starter, that's horribly bad. No, I think I think if you're choosing one of the younger two guys, you're anticipating growing pains. Like If you're choosing to do that, you're going to anticipate a some growing pains. A little bit longer pains, leash. So you're going to have a longer leash. Yeah. I agree. 
Um, if if Tyler Shuck uh, is struggling I, a lot, then I do think you'll see a, a change of quarterback, and you probably don't go back and forth. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if uh, Donovan Smith was to be the starter, and he started struggling for a few games. That you wouldn't give Tyler Shuck or or Baron Morton a shot because I'm kind of I don't know. They're they're new. Everybody's new in this offense, so that's a little bit different. But I kind of feel like um, as much as Donovan Smith played last year, if we're, if we're looking like first year, you know confusion out there at the quarterback position then mm-hmm. i'm saying ah let's go to somebody else because he, yeah, he I get that. he's played he played a lot last year he went I mean, he two should and be two ready. as a starter last year so yeah. he played yeah. in a, a quarter of the games as a starter which is enough to count for a season mm-hmm. and like you can't redshirt after that um it was, i thought it was interesting where coach mcguire said you know cuz i had in my mind pictured you you're not necessarily looking for a mobile quarterback you're looking for you know a guy that's just accurate can make all the throws in this Zach Kitley offense but he made it a point to mention that all three of them you know had the ability to keep plays alive with their feet and all that as if it was something that was important to those guys and that gave them more options um you know with play calling because of that that running ability so I, I wonder if that was just him mentioning it or if that that there really was something to that. I don't know that it's uh, necessarily something to the offense as much as it is still question marks on the offensive line where yeah, you're going to have that could be it too. potential of, of running around quite a bit and having to throw on the run or keep plays alive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's definitely a possibility. Um, man, this quarterback conversation is fascinating because I, I loved what he said about telling Coach Kitley, this is the best quarterback room you're ever going to have in your career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're lucky gear one at Texas Tech because this is it. And I think we all feel similar as Tech fans. It's like, man, look at the, the I th- possibilities. I think you can win with all three. So that are there. And mm-hmm. I think that's the difference because you think about some quarterback rooms you've had in the past, even at Texas Tech. There was a time where Cliff Kingsbury, B.J. Simmons, Sonny Cumbie, and Cody Hodges were all in the same room. Those four were all in, in one room. That's a pretty good quarterback room. But I don't think every single one of those guys would have been able to go win you games in the moment that they were all in that same room. Sure. There was a lot of youth. I think the difference here is you feel like all of those guys would be able to win you Big 12 football games right now. At mm-hmm. least that's the feeling. Yeah. Um, and if if you had to start Baron I mean, Morton, I would be more nervous with Morton just sure. to his, because of his lack of experience. But I think there's still an optimistic confidence there for Red Raider fans, whether it's mm-hmm. based in hopes or sure. or not. But yeah, I the quarterback thing is going to be a question until what probably two weeks before the season starts. I think Joey McGuire said. I don't remember. There was an article out a couple weeks ago, a week ago or so, that uh, Carlos Silva put out that that gave a timeline. I think it was a couple weeks out from the season. Someone can correct me on on that if I'm wrong, that they want to name a starter and not Mm -hmm. necessarily just go up to Cliff Kingsbury style of, we'll see who trots out there. But um, And I do believe what he said, that they did not name a starter because they were worried about someone transferring. I believe it. Yeah. I, I believe that they're still trying to figure all of that out, and it'll take a, a few weeks into fall camp before they decide who the starter is, mm-hmm. see how they come back and how they look and all that. But I also believe that they have a guy that they think will be the guy. The good news is a lot of people expected someone, one of those three, to transfer after spring ball. Doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I mean, doesn't, yeah. uh, he, he wouldn't that's be fair. talking about all three of them right now if, if there was someone that was going to transfer out before the fall. So regardless of what happens in the first few weeks at that quarterback position, Jamie, I think you're going to feel good about your depth there mm-hmm. throughout the year. Last year, I mean, Henry Columbia was your your second guy and had to play quite a bit. And depth is something that is, is very uh, cherishable at the quarterback position in the Big 12 because of recent history, mm-hmm. and injuries have factored into that a lot. You haven't had a quarterback that started every game of a season since one of the guys that was voted on in that list, Patrick Mahomes. It's been a little while. 
All right, more of your thoughts on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll dive into a few of those. And uh, boom, boom, boom. Coming up next on Double T 97.3. Big plays and even bigger laughs. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. The boom, boom, boom on Double T 97.3 is brought to you by Montelongo's Mexican Restaurant. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner at 3021 Clovis Highway. Time for the boom, boom, boom. Part of the Morning Drive on Double T 97.3. I'm Choice. He's Jamie. Jamie, the T-Box is yours. All right, Choice. Your Texas Rangers Woo. found a way to let one get away last night. Oh. I went to bed in the eighth with the Rangers a five to three. Mm-hmm. And I see this morning Texas falls six to five. Not so I know. The Mariners score three in that eighth to win it by a run. They take the opener of the four game set. Game two of the series is tonight. 6.30 pregame start time here on Double T 97.3. The Major League Baseball Home Run Derby bracket is set. Jamie, it features a Texas Ranger, yeah, as announced awesome. last night. And not just features one. He's the number three seed out of the eight uh, batters. Corey Seager gets into the tournament, I guess is what you call it now, for the sure. Home Run Derby. Uh, he will go up against... Also got named an all-star yesterday, too. Yes. As a yeah. fill-in spot. As so. a fill-in spot. So, and, to him. And deservedly so. I, sure. He was kind of a, a snub from that list in the first place. But uh, Seager is the number three seed. Others that you see, um, of course, Kyle Schwerber is the number one seed. He goes up against Albert Pujols. That'll be the, the prime matchup people are watching. Juan Soto, Jose Ramirez, Pete Alonso, Ronald Acuna Jr. rounding out the field. So uh, cool stuff for Corey Seager, even though the Rangers lost. That will be Monday night. We'll have the home run derby for you on 100.7, the score. I, okay. Jerk Jamie moment. Here we go. Hayden on Albert. I am not as excited as I normally am for the home run derby because I know they are just, it is going to be a love fest and we can't just enjoy the, the whole thing. It's always fun to me. Says the guy who had two separate players have farewell tours. What? Jeter and... I mean, there were love fests for an entire season. Everywhere those guys went. Jeets and Mariano Rivera. I just want the broadcast to be about all the guys. Okay. I just want. I mean, honor so, him. Did you not like it? I, when, I'm fine with honoring him. I'm fine with giving him something before the game. I'm fine with all. I just want to listen to the broadcast and, and it'd be about all eight home run guys. Did you not like it? Not when the guy who doesn't deserve to be there. Two thousand. Y'all help me on the year one, maybe three, somewhere in there. Uh, when they had uh, Cal Ripken Jr. Honored, sure. Uh, it was that was cool in his farewell tour at the All Star Game, and I, then A Rod switches positions with him. Shortstop. All those third. really cool moments. Pretty cool. Yeah. All those really cool moments. I mean, I, I honor Albert. Just don't make the broadcast all about it. That's all I'm asking for. Well, when he loses in the first round <laughs> to Schwarber, I think you're probably going to get your wish. Probably so. Probably be. so. That's fair. Yeah. I'm always. I always like the home run derby. I think it's fun. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I just I want it to stay fun, not just be about the Albert Pujols show. Fair enough. I think this is one of the better fields we've had in a, a while. Okay. Name yeah. name recognition, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good grouping. Yeah, and along those same lines of too much about one guy, I'm excited for it to be over for the first episode of The Captain coming up afterwards. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> And those things, the home run derby, they have the <laughs> on your guide. They have it slotted for whatever two hours or how long yeah, it's supposed well, to it be. It better not run long. That's never, all I got ever to say. Last the right it amount. Not, never <laughs> does it last. Because the in this amount. one instance, I'm not about the game, <laughs> the competition. I'm more about the drama oh, of gosh. the captain afterwards. There we go. Okay. There we go. I might just have to record that and watch it the next day because it's gonna be late. Yeah. I'm I'm old and have to get up early, so. And everybody's going to be texting you, Jamie, did you see what? See that first episode last night? I oh, know. 
I'll be watching it during the morning drive. <laughs> I believe that 100%. <laughs> I do believe that. All right, Astros get a 3-2 win in 10 innings over the Angels last night. However, they did lose Jose Altuve to an injury in the first inning as he was hit by a pitch. That series continues tonight. Excuse me, no, the Astros take on the A's tonight as they begin a set in Houston. 6.35 pregame start on 100.7 the score. All right, uh... From the Open Championship at St. Andrews, going on as we speak. They're about halfway through the day already. 1.50 p.m. over there as we sit here at 7.50 a.m. Dustin Johnson has taken the lead. So he went 5 under today, 9 under par. That's one of those live golfers. So this is what golf does not want. And you know what, Jamie? I'm not you know, pro-live golf or anything, but as I said the other day, I'm pro drama in sports mm-hmm. i like i like turmoil at times so i'd like to see one of those live golfers dustin johnson he's a likable guy that'd be fun for him to win it uh scotty scheffler the texan is uh eight under par along with tyrell hatton and cameron smith and cameron young those three all four all at eight under par in second place mito Pereira, the red raider not looking great a few bogeys in a row Four bogeys in a row that have hurt him. Uh, five over par on the tournament. He's got to get back to about one over to mm-hmm. make the cut. So going to be tough there. So we all heard the story about, well, last month, I think, about Freddie Freeman, who left the Braves, signed with the Dodgers. Yes. Came back to Atlanta, had a tearful like welcome from all the Braves fans. And then uh, the next week, fired his agent. Yes, we Uh, all saw that. Okay, we all saw that whole story. Yep, yep. Well, that agent, Casey Close, is now suing Fox Sports Radio host and Oklahoma State's finest thief, Doug Gottlieb, for libel. Yes! Alleging that Gottlieb falsely and recklessly defamed Close and Excel Sports Management in a tweet that claimed they had not presented a contract offer to the star first baseman, during free agency. This according to a complaint filed in a New York court. Lawsuit details closest negotiations with the Braves. The team which Freeman had spent his career with before signing a six-year, $162 million contract with the Dodgers. On June 29th, Gottlieb tweeted, Casey Close never told Freddie Freeman about the Braves' final offer. That is why Freeman fired him. An allegation the complaint says is, or yeah, the complaint, Blank says the that is false and has prompted death threats <laughs> wow. for close and tens of million dollars of damages involved? to close and excel as well. So I'm this they they claim that they told Mr. Gottlieb um, retract your false statement. He refused to do so, and that's when they sent the lawsuit. If I just start spouting off fake crap, uh, does the company cover my butt in a lawsuit, or does it... I'm just curious if I wanted to say anything I want. I'm just going to go with no. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. It's just so I don't do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think uh, this is... And you do you spout off fake stuff all the time. Well, like that's that, allegedly, Jamie. Like allegedly. camo is in. Fake news. Camo is always in. <laughs> Straw poll, flash poll. Yes, Flooring Center chat line. Um, that story seems pretty cut and dry, right? Camo can be in, in the woods. In the workplace, a different deal. Mm, Debatable. (laughs) Definitely debatable. (laughs) So, that seems pretty cut and dry of the, the truth can come out on that. If the Atlanta Braves say, yeah, we, we gave a contract offer. For Freddie Freeman. This is a, ask Freddie Freeman if he got that offer. Right. Whether he ever got it. But and Freddie Freeman and this it, this story for Freddie Freeman just needs to die. For him, yes, but if he's under oath, then he has to obviously. Well, he's to, gonna have yeah. It, then he would have to. You're right. So right. I, I I'm curious where if Freddie Freeman says no, I never got that contract offer. Which why would he fire him recently if that wasn't the case? Mm. So well, I, I'm there's I'm a couple different. I mean, suit. knowing the libel laws. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, if you're a public figure compared to a private figure, all of these things 
factor in, okay, they want to claim that that um, Mr. Close is a private figure and not a public figure. That it matters whether you knowingly said the wrong things, exactly, or you just said them thinking they were true and they weren't, because then you can get away with a little bit more. But if you knew it was wrong and you didn't do anything about it and you still said it, or you put it in in a social media like in a tweet form, and were told it was wrong and then refused to take it down and left it there, then or apologized, made a you know a retraction of that. That's where he could be in, in trouble. Dang, someone paid attention to mass comm law. Yeah. Well done, Jamie. <laughs> now right. you don't, oh, I don't ever say anything interesting. <laughs> I'm afraid someone's going to sue me, right? <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> Plenty of people telling me how I've been wrong in the past and Good. camo on the <laughs> chat line. So it's the morning drive on Double T 97.3. Getting your sports day started the right way. The morning drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. On to the third hour, you got the morning drive. Getting close to the weekend. It's Friday edition here on Double T 97.3. Double T 97.3.com and the Double T 97.3 mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. Also on television, Fox 34 News Now. Alongside Jamie Lint, I'm Choice Woodman. In for Chuck today, Jeff McGuire, back behind the glass. Taking care of us as usual. Uh, we've covered a lot of territory, Big 12 Media Day, some comments from Joey McGuire. We might get to some others here in this third hour. Um, horns down, still a penalty in this new league. I'm uh, not surprised by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was hoping with, you know, the defections that uh, we would see that not be a thing. With OU and Texas on the way out, but apparently there's still still some pull for the Longhorns. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that, we'll talk some uh, realignments this hour as well. Lots more quarterback conversation on the chat line. We'll catch up with some of that, Jamie. But first, you're an outdoorsy guy. I claim to be. You do claim to be. Mm-hmm. And I've I've witnessed it a few times. Does that mean I'm not an indoorsy guy? No. Yeah. Because I know when it's cold outside, you definitely want to be indoors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, when there's the sun's shining, you, you tend to like to get outside. You and Winfield ever have any uh, outdoor bonding time? Oh, we'll take walks together. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll hang out in the sun at times. Have you been treating Winfield correctly? I this think so. Interrogation. Yeah, okay. has Winfield scratching behind the ears. I, I rub his belly and I give him all of the treats that I'm not bringing for you anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's eating the blueberry ones now. Yeah, he is. He is. Okay. I gave him one this morning. Did I you tell in. him that I ate one, so it made him jealous? And he, I he's not. like, I'm gonna I, eat these. I, I'm gonna we, let that other guy have them. Yeah. We don't speak the name Choice Woodman in our house. I, that's probably a good rule for any household. <laughs> we just call him except my own. It's crazy Uncle Choice. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy Uncle Choice. Well, that's better than Uncle Upright. Um, well, Jamie, it sounds like you're treating him pretty well, but I don't know if you're doing all the right things. When's the last time you put sunscreen on Winfield? What? Never. Never? Never. According to the American Kennel Club, you should be putting sunscreen on your dog. Really? A recent survey of found 57%. I feel like that number... I don't even feel like I could get to his skin with it. Yeah. Uh, 57% have never applied sunscreen when they take their dog outside. That number seems low. Yeah. I feel like it's like 90% of people that have never That number, put. I would believe. No, no, no. There's some crazy dog nuts. I mean, you are a dog person as much as anybody, Jeff. But then there's even right. the next there... level of dog nuts. Yes. Like the crazy cat ladies. Anyway, yeah, because I would think that number's... Uh, 90, I would be... We were playing card sharks, I'd say that number's way higher. Way higher. Anyway, which is the most underrated game show ever. Card sharks. Don't even remember it. You don't remember it? I do not. Or they'd be like, we asked a survey of 100 people. Have Mm. you ever eaten a dog biscuit? Mm. And... Card sharks would be a 
four of clubs would show up. Yes, but they started with. Oh, this. that's right. The question they would then with lead the question the is: that's out of a hundred, right. they would say, "You're right." This many people ate ate a do- have eaten a dog biscuit, and then the other person next to him would be like, "They say like oh, 36. Like, I feel like that number's slightly higher. And then if it was higher or lower, you would be the one that gets to play the cards. Okay. Okay. That's a fun game. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so 46%, according to the survey, didn't even realize dogs needed protection from the sun. But, like, that number's low, too, because... Well, I think they need protection from the heat. But right. I, I, no, this is this is mm-hmm. from the sun. Have you ever noticed your dog having a sunburn? <laughs> no. This this says dogs uh, can't... I, I've seen it on their paws on a hot concrete. So, I mean... What do you call of... it a sunburn, though? It'd no be like a burn burn. Yeah, burn, but not yeah. a sunburn. Yeah. Dogs can get sunburn, and it and can lead to... And the bottoms of the feet of a dog look a lot differently than his back and his yeah. top of his head. Right. It says uh, it can lead to all sorts of in- issues, including skin cancer and dermatitis. There's obviously certain dogs that are more at risk for sunburns, especially ones with short yeah, the white hair, coats the hairless ones. or the hairless breeds. Yeah, so those ones definitely need it. Dogs Is there like, anything stranger looking than a hairless dog? A hairless cat. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Those things are freaky looking. <laughs> but not much different. Yeah. Uh, a naked mole rat. Pretty weird looking things too. Most things that are naked look pretty weird, Jamie. So can we just stick with hairless and, and not use the word? I naked really think there? that's what it's called—a naked mole rat. <laughs> I think that's the, the official name for it. <laughs> Learned it from Kim Possible back in the day. Uh, Dalmatians, bulldogs, among dogs that definitely need sunscreen. It says, I think, but even dogs with thick coats can burn, particularly on their ears, nose, and bellies. What dog is laying with their belly up long enough in the sun to get a sunburn? <laughs> Just sleeping like that. Uh-huh. I'm sure there are some, but uh, my dog does laying love laying in the sun, but never belly up. So, after this article, Jamie, do you feel a sudden need to uh, no to coat the nose of your dog with some? Because what am I coating? So I'm gonna nose put, ears put and, i'm gonna put sunscreen on him or spray it on him or rub it on him or whatever where's it gonna end up joyce in his, on the couch in, in the chair yeah, rubbing his face in the couch. right that's what the first thing that's what he's gonna do <laughs> he's, like, he's gonna run to the carpet and he's gonna like slam his head and his ears into the carpet yeah. yeah yeah you're right that's exactly what's that gonna happen there. so yeah yeah someone said they've seen white pigs with sunburns yeah okay Makes sense. Okay. My pit bull will lay in the sun until his belly skin burns, but I'm not applying the SPF. <laughs> okay. That all, yeah. that all makes sense. Again, I don't think anybody's saying that a dog can't get a, a sunburn, um, but that's on the owner for keeping the dog out of the sun at yeah. that point, if they are prone to laying in enough to get burned. Uh, this from the chat line, I, a dog will tolerate sunscreen about as well as eight-year-old me tolerated my mom putting sunscreen on me. The difference is I couldn't lick it off. <laughs> That's the other place it's going to end up. You put it on like the belly, I feel like the dog's going to lick it all off. Sure. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. John says, I thought it was nuts to use sunscreen on dogs, but we lost our dog to skin cancer last year. That's sad. No way. Didn't know that could happen. Okay, so there's so one in favor with of. his new dog, he's... Putting sunscreen on him. He's putting sunscreen. Yeah, I really on didn't know that was a thing. How do you? Like this is the. No. Again, I I just don't know how he could even get it through to his skin. I also don't think Winfield. And my dog. I mean, he's yeah, a big. Fur, is, he's a big furball. I, I don't know how that would work. I, I don't know that uh, Winfield counts as a short-haired dog either. They didn't say just short-haired. It said long-haired too really? on on specific spots: the belly, ears. He's a oh, short-legged okay. dog. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, Bob Kirby says, was the dog treat that Choice ate part of the dog treat recall due to salmonella? <laughs> Jamie, you, you, you trying to poison me? Hope so. Did I not? Hope so. Golly. Not trying, Choice. All right. Have. So now, y'all heard that. I now have death threat available in my lawsuit for Jamie when it comes around. Death <laughs> threat. Attempted murder, not Attempt, death threat. Attempted murder. attempted murder. Yeah. And death threat. He hopes so. What is with all you people saying camo is out on the chat line? I'm really oh, disappointed. <laughs> a lot of them saying it only works when you're out in the wilderness. I'm like, well, yeah, but it looks good right now, too. <laughs> mm, disappointed. 
All right, back to the chat line. Back to, you know, real stuff. Sports! Next on Double T 97.3. The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3. Glad to be part of your Friday. You got the Morning Drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. <laughs> You're right over there? He's Jamie. I'm Choice. Chuckly Jamie right now. Hi, man. I love... I love our listening audience. I do these, most of these the These are my people. I I mean, I feel like these uh, 99% of the people out there, I would get along great and have a good time hanging out with. I really feel that way, especially this guy. Um, the Venn diagram of people who mm-hmm. think camo is in and people who have kissed their cousin is a, is a circle. <laughs> is a circle. <laughs> That Get is, a job. That is direct. <laughs> what are you doing listening to us? <laughs> what kind of car do you drive? Don't forget that What kind that of one. car do you drive? <laughs> what kind of job do you have? <laughs> oh, yeah? That was awesome. No, it wasn't, Jamie. Was this awesome. is not true. <laughs> mm. uh, it was actually really funny. That's, it a, was. that's a hilarious text, that was no good. matter how untrue it is. Mm. It's not all one circle. But there is, I would say there is probably a Venn diagram there where it, there's a meeting point in some sort of Venn diagram on that, I will admit. But I do not fit in that circle that's both. Or the, the little, you know, here. I love Venn diagrams, by the way. They're like, it's one of the best things ever. My mom was a teacher, though, so probably. Now, probably the guy who posted the picture of his friend's hairless cat... I did see that. Not as much of a fan okay. of that. And somebody else on the chat line said, I thought you weren't supposed to pay uh, post not safe for work pictures to the chat line. Speaking of that, I did I did mention the naked mole rat, Jamie. Um, I still think that takes the cake for the weirdest, oh my gosh. things. <laughs> look at that thing. No. I will not look anymore. Is this what you picture when Chuck talks about being... Nude in his pool. Just that right there. It's just <laughs> a naked mole just rat. Looks like a. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that thing. I mean, it just is looks seriously... like a shot straight from the colony right there. <laughs> Take one more glance. I'm not looking for again. Real, that thing is. If y'all haven't done so in your lifetime, I urge you to make your Friday and Google naked mole rat. Just be very careful on the work computer when you're googling naked uh, anything, anything naked. but uh, make sure you've got your spellings correctly and all that just go with hairless it'll come up i bet uh, probably but it's called that's what it really is called that's the official official name for it mm-hmm. whole lot on the uh chat line <laughs> bullfighter said wait a minute third or fourth cousin <laughs> jk jk <laughs> yeah someone says Both. like he thinks we don't know what happens in dumas <laughs> Mm. There is a Dumas, Arkansas. I will say that. <laughs> so, if you're talking about Dumas, Arkansas, I can't uh, can't stand up for those folks. Mm. Wow. Whoo! Summertime sports radio. So much fun. Mm. Naked mole rats and kissing your cousin. All right. Uh, plenty from the chat line. Jamie asked uh, your question of the day earlier. Was who do you think will be the starting quarterback? And will that quarterback start all 12 games outside of injury? Or injury not included in that right. That question. So that was your, your question earlier. A lot of people on the chat line have responded with their thoughts. Someone said, Shuck as a starter eventually given away to Morton with Donovan having packages all season for both. Need a gunslinger quarterback. Uh, someone else says we need uh, a the man out there. They put the man in quote and mm-hmm. a a the man. If they make mistake, they make mistakes. We'll let them learn and grow from it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, someone else says I, I have. I don't know which of our guy do you call the gunslinger. I think Morton, based off that's, of high school, but that's it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I feel like it's gonna be him if there is one. I just haven't seen enough of him to be. 100% confidence that's really who I he think, is. I think Tyler Shuck's probably got the biggest arm, probably. I say that. And this is just from the little snippets they let us watch practice and 
the media in 15-minute sessions or whatever that we get to see some throws down the field. His arm, probably the biggest, but Donovan's not far behind. And then Barron, we haven't really got to see him just open up and, and let, her, mm-hmm. let her rip. I think all three have strong arms. It's not like Henry Columbia. Again, not a shot at the kid, but he his arm just wasn't as strong as the other guys. Sure. I mean, it, it wasn't – he would have to really, you know, do a crow hop to get into a 50-yard throw, it seemed like, and, mm-hmm. and really put a lot behind it. And you've got these other guys that seem like they can do that a little bit more with ease. And I think Donovan, where you saw some lacking last year, is figuring out the, the touch passes, how much air to put underneath right. things. Right. and how much zip to put on the football. Sometimes you saw him float a lot. Mm-hmm. Other times you'd see him on a on a direct line. But that yeah, I think he shows some... you the arm strength. I don't know that he's the guy that you say he can make all the throws yet. Yeah. It's not because he, he doesn't have a strong arm. It's just because he doesn't he doesn't play quite with that touch that you also need to have added to the mix. That seems like something that comes with the time and experience more. Remember, Donovan has only played as a starting quarterback he only played his senior season in high school as as a starting quarterback at Friendship because he had some four-star guy in front of him at Bishop Gorman in, in Las Vegas, so he played receiver there. Okay. So that also makes you wonder, would he ever fill in in that, that sort of role if the quarterback thing didn't work out? Um, well, if he was the third-string guy, I'd be in favor of him yeah. <laughs> working at wide receiver. For sure. Maybe not as the backup, but... But then, but then with the depth in there, maybe you do maybe, allow it as the backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone says, I feel like Morton has the most upside of the three. Another one from Juan says, I really don't know why I feel this way, but I feel like this is J- Morton's job to lose. Isn't it funny, man? Everybody, we're just all over the place with it. I, I, I think I'm, I think, I think, I think Tyler Shuck I think, I think. <laughs> is, is going to win the job. I just don't know that I think he'll have the starting role all season long. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I, if he starts. I really, I truly believe the coaches right now when they say they don't know who's, whose job it's going to be. I think there's there's leanings. Yeah, yeah there, I would agree with they, that. They may be leaning towards Tyler Shunk or maybe... Mm-hmm saying, oh, man, Donovan Smith would really fit in our offense right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I, there's times where I think you have coaches that hold out just for the sake of it or for, hey, we're 99% sure, but we're going to still let them go through a couple weeks and then officially double. I think this is, this is truly a three-horse competition. Because Joey McGuire, in that comment you heard earlier, and this was from Big 12 Media Day yesterday, he made it. A point because I think the question was phrased as, "Hey, you've got these two quarterbacks, Tyler Shuck and Donovan Smith, going at it." And the first thing Joey McGuire says is, "Don't forget Baron Morton." Says, "says I, I make I want to make sure you include Baron Morton in right, right." So I, I think if it wasn't if Baron wasn't involved that much in this quarterback competition, I don't think he's making it that emphatic to make that a, a point in the in the beginning of that statement. So, I don't know. Um, John says, if Donovan does not start, he could be a dominant wideout, but I hope he starts. He is super athletic. I, I think the one thing with Donovan is that you did get to see the highs and the lows last year because we saw one of the most exciting games we've seen at Jones Stadium in, I don't know, a long, long time with the Iowa State game. But do you remember having a feeling of, oh, we should probably try Baron Morton out in that very next game against Oklahoma State? Because things were, you could yep. not move the football yeah, against the Cowboys. Yeah, give Oklahoma State's defense plenty of credit for sure. that too. But uh, yeah, Donovan did, definitely did not have a good game. It wasn't, yeah, it was him, but it was also just a, man, we got to try something different. So as quickly, I mean, things literally can change from one week to another. So the right answer to your second question is probably you're going to see more than one starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll see change every other week, but just never know. PJ says Morton has the highest ceiling and best arm. With Shuck, the physical traits are there, but he was average at Oregon. He's average in limited action last year. I think Shuck starts the season 
but I would bet Morton finishes it. Everybody's got yeah, different opinions crazy. everywhere. Yeah. I think the good news is that there are so many options there. There's going to be a walk-on that starts game one. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's going to happen now. Yeah. All right. Uh, more of your thoughts from the chat line. Upon further review, next, it's the morning drive on Double T 97.3.